You are listening to episode 53. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Okiki podcast. Today, I get to interview someone I know very well and respect, and we actually do a lot of collaborative work together, and that is Johane Thomas Moranji. Johane is the president and CEO of JTM Business Solutions, and we actually work very closely together with a nonprofit startup called BCA CPA right here in our city of Saskatoon. She has been such an instrumental individual in really helping shape our organization. And as a business owner herself, she has done a lot of amazing work to really improve the systems of other businesses around her. She has been running this business for a long time, and we'll get into this in today's episode. By the way, if you have been enjoying these episodes and finding them valuable and educational, I would love if you can leave me a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow me on Spotify and, of course, Google Podcasts as well. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Write me a review and let me know, is this really inspiring you and benefiting your life? But enough about me. Let's get on with the episode and let's hear more from Johane Thomas Moranji, CEO of JTM Business Solutions. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, everyone. And today I have a very special guest, Johane Moranji. And she is actually someone I know quite well now. We do a lot of work together in the city. I believe we met in a women's entrepreneur, women's leadership type group. And it's just been such a pleasure to know her. And then we both volunteer with the Black Professionals in a Black Professionals Association in our city. Um, I know my listeners are from all over. So (laughs) Yeah, uh, we have a Black Professionals Association in our city, BCA CPA, and she's just been so instrumental on getting our team on the right track. Yeah, organizationally. But today I get to actually share with you her story because she's very accomplished in her field and just has so much knowledge. She runs her own accounting and bookkeeping company, JTM Business Solutions, and she has a few projects of her own as well. So thank you so much, Johane, for being on the show today. Well, thank you, Fian. That's a very kind introduction. I do try to keep busy with a number of projects, including the business and some other things that I'm doing. And it keeps me on my toes and keeps things exciting. That's awesome. And so I want to ask, what was your journey? Did you always know you you wanted to run a bookkeeping and accounting company? 
And what was your educational path and career path to getting there? Running an accounting firm is not really something I set out from the onset to do. Accounting for me started way back at university level after finishing high school. My distinction was in home economics, so food and nutrition, and that was really my passion. And I still love food. It is still my passion. If you ask anyone that know me, food is my next favorite thing. (laughs) But unfortunately, um, in Guyana, which is where I'm from, the university at the time did not have a food program. And so my next best subject was accounting. And so I thought, I don't want to take a gap year or take a break to figure anything out. Let's just move right into university. So I started university in Guyana at the ripe age of 16. I barely made it in because you had to be 16 to join. So graduated high school at 15, started university on my 16th birthday, graduated university with my accounting degree at the age of 20 and have been working in accounting thus far. So I'm about 20 years into the industry. I won't date myself, but. <laughs> I'm, no one can tell. I'm, I'm sure people watching not. this will be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been a great journey. I've always worked in accounting in various roles. I um, did a short stint at KPMG, so in the public practice. I quickly learned that it's not where I want to be in the public practice world. So I've moved to industry and have been working in there since. But I always had a passion for accounting and um, hence JTM started in 2008. That's amazing. And congratulations. Wow, that's so good. And in light of that, like you said, you practiced accounting for a while, you you had that experience with the corporate. And then when you were like, you know, I want to do my own thing. What was the biggest obstacle and like the scariest moment in setting out and doing that? And how did you overcome it? You know, I think the way it happened for me, I didn't have a major, any one major obstacle per se, because the way it happened for me, I sort of eased into it over the years. Like I mentioned, JTM has been in existence as an entity since 2008, but it's only in 2018. So exactly 10 years later that I launched out 100% on my own and actually started a firm And that would be my sole employment. And so now that firm since launching out in 2018 has grown since. But between 2008, from registration to 2018, I had been juggling. I was burning both sides. So I had a full-time job as manager, then controller, then moved into CFO. So I was doing this full-time, carrying that load, as well as working my business with a handful of clients along the way. So when I made the decision to transition I had a base already. So many of the obstacles that entrepreneur on the onset would face, I I sort of eased into that and avoided a lot of that because I established a clientele before I I launched fully. And some of my first clients are still with me. I have two or three clients that are as old as the business. So for me, I'm really happy about that. I think that's a really neat gem you dropped there because I think often this myth with entrepreneurship or in business, I've heard a lot more where it's like all or none, you know, like if you're going up, going for this, put it all (laughs) on the line and go for it. And it seems to be more that hustle culture narrative, but it wasn't until recently that I've actually started hearing, you know, some entrepreneurs like yourself who were like, actually, no, I built this up while I was working. You know, I made sure I 
it was matching that income and then I moved over it and it wasn't so scary. So no, you know, people see the overnight success. So, I mean, looking at JTM from the outside, looking in, you would think, Oh, well, 2018, she quit her job. And now three years later, she's doing great, has a team of eight, but no, I did the grind for 10 years, putting in some extra hours. So can we talk about that? Because although that's definitely the more wise and practical way of going about things, and I love how you brought that up to the audience, because that is an option. If you do have a dream, you can actually begin to build that up. That's actually really good. What was that like management wise? And how did you kind of get that sorted out so that you could effectively show up in both arenas? Well, you know what, to be honest, it was a lot of late nights. I will be really honest about that. A lot of late nights because I also had to manage the struggle of the balance with the family. I mean, family is very important to me. I'm all about faith, family, and food. So I still have my food passion. for. <laughs> That's my mantra, faith, family, and food. And so, you know, with the demands of having a family, a husband and two kids, you know, you don't want all of your time to be consumed with work. But I, I think what's made it easy for me, I love what I do. So I could do it for hours, and it doesn't feel like work. So when the family would go to bed, I would sneak out the room and do my work, right? Or if they have appointments, they're doing something on the weekend for an hour or two, that's when I would work and connecting with my clients while I was still employed, that would mean sometimes no lunch breaks, because on my lunch break, I'm running to that client, drop off the file, have a quick meeting, or sometimes really quick after work, I would connect with a client. So it just makes for tight days and long days. But if it's what you want to do, you've got to do the time. That's great. Would you say that it was a good thing too to have that experience in corporate in terms of leadership? Because it's one thing to start a business with yourself, but it's another thing to lead a team. Would you say there was any kind of ideas or kind of almost mentorship things you picked up that kind of influenced how you run your team now today? Every role that I've had has led me to this point. I wouldn't change anything. I appreciate every opportunity that I've had and I've made it my commitment to learn everything that I can. Um, A lot of things that I've learned is not only what good I've seen and taken with me, I've always seen, also seen what I don't want to be. So it's always good to observe both what's good and what's bad and take the good and be sure not to be the bad. For me, those are all experiences that I carry with me and I I write things down. This is what I don't want to be. This is what I want to be. Like even before I launched out into the business, I had written what I wanted to be like, the cultures that I want to develop. A lot of it was already documented. I had already formulated it before I actually took the step. So I guess in a sense, it was leading there, but I, it wasn't that I had made the decision I was working towards it. The road just led me there. And JTM is not my first business. When I first had the entrepreneurial itch, it was before that. And we had a clothing store. We were one of the first tenants down at Ideas Inc., which is where I believe you are now, Fian, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, we had a designer kids clothing store. (laughs) So did that for a couple of years. So I, I mean, I mentioned that because I want people to know that you may try it first and it may not work out and you have to make that decision, that educated and intelligent decision to move away from that and do something different. But having done that, the entrepreneurial itch didn't leave, you know, so I went back to employment and then I realized, you know what, stick to what you know, accounting is what you do. Accounting is what you've done. It's what you're qualified in. 
don't try to be a salesperson. I mean, it's fancy and all you love it, but that's a fancy, just stick to your strengths. And that's been paying great dividends. That's really great. And I think the unique thing we get to discuss with you, I think I've interviewed a lot of individuals who are more like solopreneurs or more contract people out, but you're in a situation where you actually have employees in a team. So I wanted to be able to pick your brain on this and ask, what was it like getting your first couple hires <laughs> and how do you actually hire well? Because we know when anyone wants to build and scale up, that is actually a necessary part is building that team. So yeah, if you don't mind giving some insight to that. You know what? I started slow and perhaps it's just me being cautious. You know, my first employee was a part-timer and it was her second job. So that gave us both the flexibility for scheduling to schedule as needed. Her full-time employment is in a different industry and she's wanting to move into accounting. So it was a great mentorship and training for her and the time worked because I could schedule as needed as opposed to having to commit to a fixed schedule. So it's important to find people that you know, the needs where both needs are being met. It's important that it's a win-win when you're looking for someone. And probably different from most, I don't generally hire for qualification and experience. I hire for fit and passion because my culture is more important to me than any accolades that a person can bring and lay on the table. I will sign up to train in the technical or on the job, but you have to want to do this. You have to have the passion for it and you have to be willing. You have to want to be here. You have to be, you know, the, the values and the vision has to resonate with you. And if that does, I'll work with you. I, I think foremost, I'm a leader and my passions and values are personal growth and development, both for my clients and my team integrity, trustworthiness. I, I hire based on my values. That's really great. And thank you for that well-rounded answer, because I think that's a really good approach actually for companies, because I find at least in presentations I've seen, I've heard that actually a few times from leaders who had built a successful company culture that when they emphasize the values over even the experience, as long as that individual is willing to learn, they actually got the most ROI both ways. Um, <laughs> you know, the individual that joined and, uh, and the team as well. I also wanted to talk about what you practically do for businesses in your company. Of course, you do the corporate accounting and bookkeeping. And of course, COVID has been an interesting year for companies. So I was curious how that impacted how your team supports businesses during this time. And if there were any kind of unexpected trends you actually saw during this time for your business as well. COVID has definitely impacted entrepreneurs and accountants and business owners of all kind alike. Um, we've all been impacted in one way, shape or the other, but some industries have flourished like the IT and accountants because of all the new programs and everything, you know, in the industry, there has been a little more work than there ordinarily would have been. At the same time, some businesses have gone under or chosen to close their doors. So there's the fall off on that side, but then there's all the other stuff on the other side. So quite honestly, I think accounting firms and the industry hasn't been impacted as negatively as some, particularly tourism and hospitality and such. Um, so it's been okay. In the beginning, there was some reduction, but it started to level out. I think what was important for me 
because of the way I had structured my business prior to COVID, because I was juggling two jobs and on the move, I had always been accustomed to remote connection and all of that. So I had that infrastructure in place. What I needed to do is to expand that to my entire team. So I was familiar with the setup of it and had the use of it. I just needed to expand that across the firm. And so that was a quick pivot, so to speak. And so because of that, our doors were really closed for a short time as I figured that out in a week or two. Um, So it's been okay. Yeah, no, definitely. So glad to hear that. And so glad to see how you were able to pivot and innovate in this time. And just uh, one last question on your accounting firm before I get into some of your other projects, because you do have other projects as well that I want to fit in this interview. But what is the thing that you value the most about running this firm that you have today now that this is what you get to do full time? What I value most is the empowerment that I give to my team and my clients, because that's what JTM is all about. What we do, and I say this very often in our staff meetings, accounting is what we do. It's not who we are, and it's not the value we deliver. The value we deliver is education and empowerment to each other as team members so that we can grow and develop, and to our clients that with this information and education that we are giving them, they are now empowered to take their businesses to the levels that they want to do without having to worry about the necessary accounting and record keeping and compliance stuff like GSTs, PSTs, corp tax. We don't do income tax here at JTM, but we do everything else in the realm of bookkeeping. So we can take care of your tracking, your receivables, your payables, payroll, all of your compliances, WCB, T4s and T5018s and all of that. So we take that worry off of you so that you could do what you do best. That's great. Yeah, for sure. And just really empowering to see someone from the community build this over time. And you are also passionate about empowering others and inspiring others. So recently, I believe you started a nonprofit. And I just want to give you a chance to share about this nonprofit and what you want it to really do and how you want it to impact others. So the nonprofit that we've started, myself and my husband, is JTM Foundation. We registered that in November of 2020, so it's been a couple of months now, but we've always wanted to do this. And the focus of that organization is to provide food and essential supplies, um, such as clothing and school material, to kids in Guyana, which is where we're from, Guyana, South America. Um, So that foundation, our focus is to provide IT equipment because of the limited resources in the schools. Ultimately, we would like to have a community library, but that's a lofty goal for the future. But it's being materialized because we've already got organizations that are contributing to that. And we've already since sent her first shipment of clothing and we managed to have two laptops in there as well as shipment of books that will go to the schools in the meantime as we work towards the ultimate goal of having a community feeding program or maybe start in the schools. But we're taking it one step at a time. This is a new arena for me, but it's a passion that we strongly believe in, want to give back, want to contribute in a positive way to the youth so we would be building towards a better future if you start with the youth. And so we took the initiative to initially fund this from JTM, the business, to start the foundation. And, you know, it is open to the public for donations. There's a link on my website for the foundation. But, 
it's a growing project and, and we're super excited about it. Mostly excited that we actually have our first shipment on the ground delivered, I think two weeks ago. So really excited that this is coming together. That's great. And last question on your projects too. I believe you've also started doing some speaking and teaching and presenting. So I don't know if you also wanted to share about that as well. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> so because I like growth and empowerment and education and such, I find that I it comes easily for me to teach and encourage. And so I, I want to be able to use that to the full potential and impact any lives that I can in any way I can with the journey or experience that I have. And so, yeah, I would like to do more of that. I have done once with um, the Open Door Society and Biz Academy a collaboration there. That was my first opportunity to do that, but I would look forward to doing more of that in the future. I don't know how that will come to be, but it is on my radar because I'll reach a, a larger audience and hopefully impact more lives. Yeah, that's definitely even something within our own organization that we volunteer for that we'll have to do. Johane does so much with us already, but when things get more <laughs> leveled out, we definitely want to give her a chance to share her wisdom. One last question. What would you tell a young person today who sees this, who listens to this podcast interview and goes, you know, I listen to Johane and I want to be just like her. I want to run this firm, be a boss lady and also impact the community. What would be kind of your first tidbits of advice that you give that individual? Three words. Yes, you can. And I say yes, you can, because everyone has different passions, different hopes, different dreams. And if you can dream it, you can make it happen. It just takes commitment, focus and hard work. Like I said, I mean, it's been 10 years in the making before I launched into the public 100%. But nobody gets to define on what level you are successful. You define that for yourself. So don't compare the other person because maybe they're at the middle of their road or the end of their road. You're only now beginning. So start right where you are at, like whether you're currently employed, unemployed, off for COVID, start right where you are. Start making notes, start making phone calls, start researching, just start and every day move forward and you will look back and find that you did it. And I say, yes, you can. That's awesome. No, uh, thank you for that advice. That's wonderful and definitely inspirational for our audience. Start where you're at. And like Johane said, don't compare yourself because people are at different stages of their journeys. Yeah. So I want to say thank you so much, Johane, for being on the podcast today. I loved hearing your story and your different passions, including food. So maybe one of these days, hopefully, <laughs> I'll have to try some of your food. <laughs> I'll clear my calendar uh, for, for a gourmet meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, thank you for the value that you brought to our audience today and for being a guest on my show. No, it's, it's been a pleasure being here with you and being able to share my story. And hopefully it encourages someone to just make the first step into realizing their dreams. And I mean, it's a pleasure serving with you on BCACPA and I look forward to continuing to do so.